Today on the Agents Who Crush It Real Estate Podcast, we're going to hear the good, the bad, and the ugly of how real estate agents overcame challenges and grew their business. Check out the episode notes at crushitinre.com slash podcast. And here's your host, Lindsay Favaza. Welcome to the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast, where I bring you the stories and insights from top performing real estate agents across North America. Today, I'm thrilled to be interviewing an absolute rock star realtor, Michael Valencia. Mike is a licensed realtor and a top producer with Lamakia Realty and resides down in Florida, as well as he is a top 5% realtor in Broward County. He is not just a realtor, though. When he isn't selling homes, he is an active duty Coast Guard military service member. He has consistently delivered exceptional results for his clients, earning him a reputation as one of the most trusted and reliable real estate agents in his region. In this episode, Mike is going to share his journey from rookie agent to top producer, the secrets behind his success, and how he manages to juggle wearing many hats in his life, including Coast Guard service member, husband, father, and of course, top performing realtor. Whether you're a seasoned agent looking to take your career to the next level or a newbie trying to learn the ropes, you won't want to miss this episode. So without further ado, welcome to the podcast, Mike. What an intro, Lindsay. I, st- I got goosebumps just listening to that intro, and uh, thank you very much for that warm welcome. I appreciate it. I mean, there's so many things that I can say about you. I could have kept writing and writing, but then it would have been all me and not you. So I want to get right into it. So, you know, first and foremost, not to embarrass you because I don't want to do that, but you're kind of a Superman. You do a lot of stuff. And we were just even texting the other day and you mentioned like, I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Like, I don't know how you juggle it all. So why don't you tell us what are the things that really drive you? What are what drives you in life to do all these things and to wear all these hats and to be good at everything you're doing? Honestly, it's just uh, just setting goals for myself. I from the very beginning, when I first joined the Coast Guard, um, you know, my goals were to join aviation. You know, start flying. From flying, it was learning my job. How can I be the best mechanic that I could be? From there is learning how to be a flight mechanic, how to be a good husband. You know, when I became a father, how can I become a great father? And of course, that's a lot of pressure that that men feel when that happens. And uh, that's honestly what what drives me, just to continue to kind of set more and more goals for myself and keep pushing myself to see if I can, you know, reach those goals. And so far, I just keep going after them. <laughs> so how do you do it? How do you juggle it all? Like, what do you do to make sure that, you know, you have time for yourself? Maybe you don't have time for yourself. Maybe you're the last priority on your list, right? But like, right. what do you do yeah. to really juggle it all and be good at all those different things? Honestly, it's the, the support of my wife. Um, I, I kind of tell all my friends and family that it is uh, because of her that I'm able to achieve all these things that I achieve. She supports me tremendously. Uh, any, every single time that, uh, I'm struggling with something in my business or, or, you know, the Coast Guard, she'll have a lot of suggestions where she'll be like, Hey, why don't you try this? Or let's try doing this for next time. Uh, when I started getting a lot of clients all at the same time, she was like, Hey, why don't we get a whiteboard and then let's start, um, putting everything in, into different columns. So she helps me come up with a lot of the systems that help my business grow. So it's a partnership. <laughs> I mean, for any of you single real estate agents out there, go find an awesome partner because, man, that's awesome. 
Well, she must be an amazing woman. I hope to meet her someday because there's definitely, you're doing a lot of the things well. So I'm sure that she's a huge part of that success. And that's awesome. Uh, What's your wife's name? Jenny Valencia. Jenny. Shout out to Jenny. Um, All right. So share some of your strategies for finding new clients and expanding your client base in this competitive market because it's really hard to find people. But I know that you have a really solid amount of like referrals that you get from the military space. So like what are what are some of the ways that you go and find new clients? Uh, It's a lot of word of mouth, uh, believe it or not, that when I have a lot of uh, so we have my military clients tend to relocate every single year. Every single year, they have to be there's a certain amount that get stationed or they have to be transferred to another states sometimes they go within the state you know but pretty far away and um when people start kind of freaking out and they don't know what to do with their property then they start talking to their friends their friends might abuse me or they they go on a facebook group or a spouse group and they start asking questions and then people just start referring me some of my previous clients prior to that it was uh just mostly my sphere so speaking with close friends you know kind of showing them the value that i can bring um, I have, so, I am somebody who has personally you bought four properties and I have a few investment properties of my own as well. So when you're able to speak from experience and some of the things that I was able to do for myself, it makes it a lot easier for people to kind of relate to that and be like, oh, you already went through it. You're going to be able to guide me through this difficult time, you know? So. So it's a question that I usually ask right off the bat, but because you are so different, I kind of started it differently, but you just brought up the fact that you owned property and stuff too. So tell me how you got into real estate and like how this became a thing for you as like kind of a secondary position really, because you had a full-time job. (laughs) Absolutely. So kind of like I said in the beginning, um, you know, I kind of wanted to push myself and be the best that I could be at my job, right? Keep learning, keep training, all that. And uh, when I was 21, Jen was 19, we got married and we decided to, you know, have a small wedding so we could have enough money to buy our first home. The beautiful thing of military service, one of the best benefits, if not the best benefit, is the VA loan. Being able to buy a property with 0% down, you just pay for closing costs. And a lot of the times you're able to negotiate how to pay for the, who pays for those closing costs, you know? So, um, we bought our first place when uh, when we were pretty young, at 21 and 19, and I was realizing that the agent that I was using wasn't teaching me anything. And I was finding out stuff that could have helped me as a first-time buyer. So when I brought it up to her, she was like, oh, thanks for letting me know. Now I can tell my other clients. I'm like, well, what about me, you know? <laughs> so anyways, uh, I sold that property in 2015 when I received orders to come down to Miami. And uh, I had a bad experience with a realtor that was selling that property. Then I came down here and I bought a property here and I was having pretty bad experiences down here in Miami as well. So I uh, told Jen, I was like, look, I'm going to go out and get my license and give people the service that we never received. And that's been my motto from the beginning where I'm going to give the service that I just never received. And that right there, just that was the foundation of what it's become today, you know? That is so cool. So, I mean, you know, what you saw lacking in the industry, you saw as an opportunity for yourself to fill a need yeah. to help, especially with military families. So let's talk about that for a second. I was going to ask you something else first, but I think it's a good segue. So uh, military clients, you obviously work with them mainly. 
So tell me a little bit and really go deep so that our audience understands how to work with these people and what are some of those insights and things that you've learned or done to set yourself apart with those people? Like what what do we need to know about that group that will help us to get more of those leads converted? I think um, the number one thing that I keep hearing from a lot of families is ask more questions, be patient, and develop a strategy on how to help them out. Every single time that I speak with a, with another family, everyone has their own story. Everyone has their own set of needs, you know, and whether it's special needs children, uh, whether it's, you know, pets that they're flying from Puerto Rico and they can't fly on commercial airlines and they need to be able to either rent or buy a property here, you know, and their special um, what, uh, pet restrictions in different properties. Um, so just ask questions, ask as many questions as possible. And then towards the end, as you build that report at the very end, just be a little intrusive and say, excuse me, but I, in order for me to help you out, I need to know how much money you have for this move. So do you have enough money for closing costs? This is how much you can expect to pay for closing costs. Do you have enough money for, for rent, for your moving costs? This is how much you can expect to pay for a rental moving cause. And a lot of times that I've been able to convert business has been by making people realize like down here in Miami, the the standard, the norm is first, last security deposit, pet deposit, application fees, right? So if you're looking at $3,000 a month in rent, that's over $10,000 to move in. So what I tell some people, I'm like, hey, look, it's almost $10,000 for you to move into this property that's not really updated, you know, it's been on the market a little while. And yeah, it's in a good area, but it's not the best. And you're going to be paying top rent or for $5,000 or not. If it's a builder that's going to pay all your closing costs, you're going to put in an earnest money deposit to buy the property, but you're going to get that back from the builder. So I've had clients that have bought new construction, putting down a $5,000 earnest money and the day of closing, they've gotten those $5,000 back. And all I did was ask a few questions and kind of steered them in, in, in one way. Like, hey, look, do you know you have this opportunity available to you? Again, what I said before, uh, something that prior realtors weren't doing for me. You know, help them guide me and show me different options. And they just provided me with the information so I can make that decision, you know? So how do you stay up on all those things? How do you stay up on all those options for them and like get industry education for yourself? How do you stay ahead of those things so you can make sure you're giving them all the information that they need? Uh, well, at this point, it's just a matter of how much business that I have going on. So I'm constantly having conversations with uh, builders and finding out like, hey, I see you have a project coming up. Uh, let's talk about it. When are you, when are they, when are you expecting the first building to be done or the first home to be completed? Oh, it's going to be completed around the time that I have, you know, these clients that are going to move into the area. Perfect. Do you have any incentives? You do. Or, oh, they change week to week. Okay, sounds good. I'll give you a call next week to see what kind of new incentives you have. Um, so, yeah, you kind of start building that rapport with some of the builders. And you'll be surprised. I can't tell you how many times I get a phone call from one of these realtors from the builder. And they're, they'll tell me, Hey Mike, I just have a deal that fell through. Um, before we put it on the market, do you have any buyers that might be interested in this? Absolutely. We'll cut an incentive because you have this much. Okay. When is it going to be completed on this day? Perfect. Let me make some phone calls. And I just start working on my clients. I'm like, Hey guys, you know, this is what you have. 
uh, this opportunity just came up. I know you're looking over here, but you have this opportunity now. Um, I, I literally just got a contract, a property on the contract yesterday with that very same technique, just bringing that information to people. As far as market trends, I mean, I just showed 10 properties to a family that flew in from out of town on Sunday. So I was able to see that certain properties at certain price points are seeing um, still a lot of competition. And during an open house, it was, you know, a street full of cars. And then, yeah, and down here, that's, that's still a thing. You have so much migration coming from everywhere, not just national, it's an international migration happening to South Florida. And a lot of those people weren't moving to Florida for a few years during the pandemic, but now that kind of pent up need is even, you know, even greater, I'm sure, now that things have really kind of settled down when it comes to the pandemic. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so industries from literally like every industry has announced that are they're relocating to South Florida after the pandemic. Uh, Microsoft signed a 50,000 square foot lease in downtown Miami. Uh, Spirit Airlines, JetBlue are also opening up headquarters down here in South Florida. You have architectural firms, venture capital, um, tech, a lot of tech companies are coming from California and as well. And then um, you also have a lot of international buyers now from Colombia and Brazil that are relocating to South Florida. They've just made it so much more attractive. I mean, it's not just the weather, but it's taxes too. It's, you know, tax benefits to business owners and things like that. So, I mean, there's definitely a huge draw to Florida and a huge reason why a lot of people are getting relocating down there or relocating their businesses there. School choice, um, step up scholarships that you can apply for the state to pay for uh, private schools for your children. So, so many benefits. Awesome. So... Next, I want to ask you about social media, because I know it's a huge part of your marketing mix. So I want to hear why it's important to you, why you make it a priority, what you do with video marketing, YouTube, all those things. So dive deep into all the different strategies that you have for social media and digital services. It's kind of like, um, like everything else in my business, it's like I've slowly been able to figure things out. And Last year, I noticed that I had a, a huge increase in my business just because I started posting a lot more. Where years prior to that, uh, I was so focused on you know just taking care of of the people that were coming in and out, my immediate sphere that I wasn't really putting anything on social media. And then uh, I don't know, one day the light bulb just moms like maybe I should start advertising and letting people know about me a little bit more. So I, I, last year, I started experimenting with uh, social media a lot more. And that just in itself blew up. I started getting messages, you know, Instagram messages, Facebook messages saying, hey, I keep seeing your name pop up. I keep seeing how active you are. I'm oppression for you. I'm working with an agent that is currently not meeting my expectations. And this is what I'm looking for. And then I, I would just say to them, like, okay, this is what I suggest you, you tell that agent that this is what's going to better serve you. And then after like a week or two, they've reached back out to me like, it's not really working out with them. Were you open for any new clients? And I'm like, absolutely, let's go. So they just come back and and uh, ask me for, for um, you know, to be able to take them on. So for social media, I definitely started advertising uh, a lot more. And then I went to a business conference in August of last year. And they said something really interesting. They, they asked everyone like, hey, you know, how many of you are immigrants in this room? You know, most of the room raised their hands and like, how many of you would love to see a video of 
your great grandparents, you know, when they migrated to the states, or your grandparents, or your parents, you know, and the struggles that they went through, and and you know how they they were able to to kind of succeed in their lives here in the United States. And of course, everybody raised their hands, like, of course, it's like we give anything to be able to see like our our family tree. And the the percentage was like, you guys have that power today to be able to create that content for your future generations, so they can see how you succeeded and the things that you did. And I'm like, and that just completely changed my perspective on like, where I was like a little annoyed at people that, that would create content, like, you know, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, why are these realtors dancing on reels and stuff? <laughs> so it just changed my perspective. I'm like, you know what? That's true. I should be putting out more content. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? You know, and you don't have to dance to put that content out. <laughs> Absolutely. You really don't. So. It, it literally just made it, it was a mind shift where it was like, everything is content. Literally. If I, you know, I just did, um, a bunch of stories on Sunday of like, Hey, we're going to go shopping well, for a family that flew from out of town. And I'm going to document that whole day for you. So you can kind of see it, you know? So people can kind of, a lot of people think our job is literally to just open doors, but they don't see how difficult it is to organize the schedule for, especially for somebody who's flying in from out of town. So I can have 10 properties lined up and literally the night before that morning off, this one went on the contract, this one went on the contract. And it was in between these two properties that one was going to be having an open house, you know, and it changes the entire schedule literally on a dime. So, um, yeah, from there it was like, why not show everything that we have to do as realtors, you know, literally everything is content and then kind of, and people can see for themselves the type of work that. I'm able to produce, you know. I say all the time, people really love, you know, the general public really is intrigued by what it is that you guys do. They want to see, you know, they, in their mind, it's just like all the Netflix shows about real estate, right? It's like gorgeous mansions, blah, blah, blah. And there's like the reality of the actual business and they want to see all that. They think what you guys do is cool. Think about, you know, someone who's sitting behind a desk all day. They're not opening doors and getting into people's houses and seeing their backyards and seeing meeting all these new people like that is so glamorous to them and i yeah. think a lot of real estate of real estate agents kind of lose sight of it because that's their reality but yeah. it's not someone else's and they love to get that peek into what it is that you guys do so i mean realtor pages do get followed a lot and it's not just because people are dancing in their videos and i think it's actually better that they don't so. <laughs> i agree that was a little cliche what yeah no i mean there was a time there that i was like what is everyone doing are they not working because i think this is getting ridiculous you know yeah. i definitely think it can go in that direction but i think a lot of people will say to me you know what what should i be doing what is there to post and like you said everything is content everything you have literally all day just think about anything that you're doing real estate related and then think about some of the personal things you're doing too because people should know that you're a human being you know <laughs> yeah yeah, and then you sit, you just start following other content creators, and you kind of start to pick up ideas from them as well. So yeah, it's uh, it definitely changes everything, and it's such a you know what I've come to find out this year, um, between January and today, today it's the beginning of April, April fifth. Um, I currently have thirteen listings between what I've already closed under contract and what's getting ready to come on the market, right? And one of the things that I'm noticing during these listing presentations is, look, this is how me being an agent of Lamakia, we're going to market your property. But this is how I am also going to market your property on my Facebook page, on my Instagram, and on my new YouTube channel that 
I literally just started less than a month ago and it already has over 2000 views, you know? So awesome. yeah, it's, it's more reason for a seller to want to work with you. Absolutely. They're like, yeah, this guy's going to market it everywhere. Like if, if my house is going on the market, everyone's finding out that my house is on the market. Yep. So what is one of the most challenging things you've faced in your real estate career? What are, you know, take me back to some time where you were like, holy crap, <laughs> this was a real, real difficult thing. And like, how did you overcome whatever that thing was? I think, I don't know, maybe it's because of the, the nature of what I do working on helicopters, how, you know, it's a little tricky. So it's literally like, you know, you get drowned upside down in a helicopter and you have to get out. But like, um, this is nothing. Real estate is nothing compared to what and it's, it, it, I, would, I don't want to say it is nothing because obviously there's a lot of stressors, but I feel like it's not life changing. Like, if you know what the, the I, and I have, but I told one of my business partners this because, you know, like I said, we have a few investment properties. When he would be the type to like stress out, like, oh my God, what are you going to do if this happens? You know, everyone starts going through all this scenario. And I'm like, Josh, everything is figure outable. Just take a deep breath. Everything's readable. Let's have a conversation and let's see where we can compromise on some things. But that's what a perfect negotiation is. You got everyone's got to be willing to meet somewhere in the middle. You know, I think you having the background of the military too helps you in that regard. Because where some agents can maybe get frazzled or like you know get involved in the emotional side of it, I think you have that kind of like you know, I don't know the perfect word for it, but you have that ability to just like stay neutral, you know, be able to like be cool under a difficult situation. That's exactly what my clients say. They say, and no matter what happened and I thought the transaction was going to fall apart, you always remained cool, calm and collected. And you just, I don't know, every time I talked to you, I felt like everything was going to be okay. And at the end of the day, it was, and we closed and everyone's happy. You don't need a therapist that's going to calm them down and walk them through it. Like that's literally what you do. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, it, it's it's something that you kind of learn with with experience. Like the more transactions you do, you like you have to have that self reflection and be like, okay, this is where I, maybe I could have done things a little bit differently, you know, and kind of improve every single transaction, improve on something, you know. And uh, before you know it, it's like getting a property on a contract, negotiating, and getting to the closing table. Where it's just it's quick. It's uh, sec. It's muscle memory at this point, you know. So what do you do to keep referral clients? Obviously, they probably loved working with you, so they want to come back no no matter what. But are there certain things that you do that like go above and beyond or they're, you know, closing gifts or are there experiences that you provide or like what are some of the things that you do to make people be like, he's the only person I'm ever going to work with? Uh, so definitely, I, I, I think it's just uh, providing the best service that I can. And that that's kind of a cliche answer. But let me let me kind of give you an example. Like, for example, the, the family that flew in on Sunday, um, I knew that it was going to be a long day. I knew that it was going to be, you know, all the properties are going to start to run together, blend in together after property number three. So, um, so when somebody's going to be flying out of town to work with me, I have a cooler full of drinks and snacks. Uh, I have a folder for the, all the properties and I make sure that I, they have a pen to write with. And we go and we start looking at all the properties. And even after the first property, so when we get back in the car, I emphasize, take a minute, write down pros and cons. What do you like about this house? When you're done, then I'll begin driving to the next one. And they're like, are you serious? I'm like, I'm serious. Right. 
and then we'll get going. But so they're like, okay, so they start writing the profile. You don't forget after the fifth, sixth house, and then you're like, what was what? I don't know. Where was that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, you definitely have to find a way to provide excellent service. And along with that is, you know, again, asking a lot of questions. And, and, and in the beginning, when they're sending you all these properties that they want to see, you kind of start to, they kind of start to tell you what it is that they need, right? So pay attention to the little details. And the, the client that I actually flew in on Sunday, we're getting ready to, um, we're literally waiting on an answer back from the offer. But just to give you an idea, we looked at property Sunday, Monday and yesterday, right? And as we started going down the list, down the days of looking for homes, I started noticing a pattern that they're looking for less expensive homes. And those less expensive homes are usually homes that need a lot of work, you know, and they're older. So I brought it up to them, you know, hey, Mr. Buyer, have you realized that a lot of these homes need a lot of work? Yeah, I want to put in this sort of equity. I understand. But you understand that the roof is also older. Your insurance cost is going to be much higher, you know, but you're also looking for something that's going to be someone moving ready. Let me show you these two properties that I just found for you. And literally out of six properties that I showed him yesterday, the two that he liked the most are the two that I found because I was picking up on all those little details that he was giving me throughout the days. And uh, sure enough, he's making an offer on one of them. And because I already had... Um, I've done business with the listing agent. The listing agent told me we're in a multiple offer situation, but I know you close your deals and I'm going to do everything I can to push for your offer. It's awesome. Yeah. It's awesome. That, you know, it's not just about building relationships with your clients. It's about building your relationships with other realtors too. Absolutely. That's, I, that's kind of how I wanted to close out everything and let you know that um, when I first started, what I started noticing is you have to develop two things, systems and core values. If you develop systems, like I said, you improve on each and every single transaction. And then your core values is something that you cannot compromise on so you can continue to provide that excellent service. So what are your core values? I, pretty much, I, I copied the Coast Guard and I literally just implemented it to my business. Honor, respect, and devotion to duty. So everything that I do, I'm transparent. You know, I, I'm, if something, if a red flag came back on the inspection report or the listing agent said something or on the title, whatever it may be, I'm just disclosing it. And I'm like, hey guys, this is what, what I just found out, but can, these are your options. And every single person's like, thank you. You know, like that, that, that just makes it easier. Like there's nothing that is not disclosed, right? And then respect, treating everyone with the same respect. So I did mention to you the listing agent that um, is pushing for our offer to be accepted over the other ones. Last year, during this whole housing crisis that we're experiencing, I closed one deal in Fort Lauderdale. And the listing agent was so surprised by how smooth the VA transaction was. She literally told me, I haven't done a deal this smooth in such a long time. She's like, I'm older, forget the BS. Every listing that I'm going to put on the market, I'm giving it to you first. If you have a buyer for it, let's get it done. We ended up closing five deals last year. Wow. Yeah. Fantastic. I literally had families that would call me and they're like, hey, I'm coming from Bahrain. My realtor isn't really helping me out. Like, do you have anything that meets this criteria? I'm like, actually, this listing agent wants to work with me and she just gave me this house. 
They're like, oh, I love it. It's perfect. This is what I'm looking for. There's no bidding war. There's no paying over appraisal, nothing. We just got it on the contract, smooth transaction, done. And then of course, the motion of duty, like from the moment I wake up, I basically have a checklist of like, you know, these are the transactions that I have on the contract. And this is what I, you know, follow up, follow up, follow up. These are the people that are coming in, you know, follow up, follow up, follow up. And like I said, talk to builders and, you know, make phone calls and network. So. Amazing. So okay. that was technically my last question. So you just answered it. Is there anything else that you would want to share? Oh, the other thing that we were going to talk about was your books and podcasts, people you follow, because, you know, you definitely, I'm sure, have inspiration from outside sources. So tell me a little bit about what those um, things are so that we can share it in the notes of the episode and people can, you know, read or follow along with those same things. Absolutely. Um, so I was pretty young when I, when I first got into real estate. I was two, 2015. 2016 is when I sold my first transaction and 17 is when I actually became a uh, top producer. Yeah, I sold $6 million uh, that first year of really going out on my own. And uh, I was like, man, like, I, you know, I have a decent salary from the Coast Guard and I will lose extra money. I don't want to just go blow it on cars or, you know, be done with it. So I was like, there's got to be a book out there on like how to invest. So I ended up picking up Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Yeah. And that just kind of set up a light bulb. I need to invest. I need to invest, you know? And it was like, uh, you know, how do I strategize? How do I, uh, how am I able to buy more properties and, and kind of take it from there? Um, as time has passed, it's, it's crazy how quickly that everything compounds. And like I said, we don't have a total of six properties um, that we have and to, since I started in, in 2015. Uh, so I started following Value Attainment and uh, Patrick Bed David. Uh, I actually just recommended this book to uh, pretty much the whole brokerage from Danny to Anthony Lamacchia to John Millen. Your Next Five Moves by Patrick Bed David. And uh, it's basically talking about figuring out your why and um, deciding whether you want to become an entrepreneur or an intrapreneur and helping somebody who's already established you know, a uh, business and has a vision come on somebody we know, right? <laughs> sounds very familiar. <laughs> yeah. Helping somebody like that who has a vision, who has a, uh, a good company, build it and take it to the next level and how you can do that. So that's why I share that book with, with everyone. And um, yeah, for, uh, he actually had that event that I was talking about earlier in the podcast, The Vault, I'm down here in Fort Lauderdale. So uh, I went to that event and that also kind of helped me look at things as uh, an entrepreneur side of things. And that's why I'm so big on developing systems, you know, providing excellent service. The way I see it is people want to work for with me or me or the service that I, and the reputation that I have. And then everything else is kind of like the support and, and things that I'm able to add, like the cherries on top that I'm able to provide, you know? Yep. Yeah. So podcasts, any podcasts. podcast that you listen to? I mean, I don't know how you'd fit it into your day, but you know, other I than this one, driving. other than this one, of course. <laughs> yeah, not. a lot of driving. Uh, of course, when I'm driving around, it's, it's uh, perfect to listen to. I listen to uh, The Rebel Capitalist. Um, it's a good one for economics and macroeconomics, market conditions. Um, the Rich Dad Radio is uh, another good one. Uh, and then of course, um, uh, the PBD podcast, 
is my new favorite right now. I'm going to miss the single episode on that one. Well, this has been absolutely awesome, as awesome as I knew it could be. Um, and I was super excited to talk to you today. So any closing words for our audience? Any parting wisdom? I know you already gave us your last advice. So what parting words do you have for everybody? Well, I just, I want to say thank you for that for that uh, welcome, that warm welcome you gave me, that recognition. Uh, it, it means a lot. And I love the fact that you brought up Superman in the beginning because he was my childhood hero. And uh, I, on my flight helmet, uh, on one of the patches that I have is actually the Superman emblem. So uh, you get some glasses, my friend, and you're, you know, you could definitely, you could definitely do the Clark Kent move. <laughs> That's hilarious. Well, of uh, course, I no, honestly, the biggest thing that I that I want to leave people with is um, I kind of want to change the industry norm. I don't know how it is in the Northeast, but at least down here in South Florida. Uh, military buyers and military clients uh, and the VA loan for some reason had a bad rep. And I kind of said to myself, I'm, I'm like on a quest to kind of change that. And I want people, it's agents down here to know that like when they work with me and I'm, and I'm working with a VA loan and, and a military family, I'm going to close the deal. It's going to be a smooth transaction. And I want people to realize that uh, they, all this, I don't know, stigma that's around the Vietnam, it, it doesn't need to be there, you know? Awesome. So if you have any questions about that, I'm sure Mike is open to hearing those questions from you. So we will link all his links and all his stuff in our show notes so you can get in touch with him. Well, again, thank you so much for coming on here and doing this with me today. I really, really appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. It's been an honor. So like I said before, whether you're a seasoned vet in the biz or a new agent just starting out, you'll find valuable insights and inspiration from our guests, just like Mike. So go back through the episodes and explore stories of many other successful realtors. We will see you next time on the Agents Who Crush It in Real Estate podcast. Thanks, guys. We hope you learned something today. Be sure to take action and grow your business. You can check out the episode notes and more content from the show at crushinre.com slash podcast. And if you like this episode and want to hear more stories, please share with others, post on social media, and leave a review. Check out our other content on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube at Crush It in Real Estate. We appreciate you listening to our podcast. Now get out there and crush it in real estate.